We welcome you into the best podcast available. It is a special edition of the best podcast available. Why? The 2022-23 NFL schedule and your Cleveland Browns schedule has officially been released. We are brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. And Andrew Gribble joins me along with the voice of the Browns, Jim Donovan, to break it all down for you. We'll go game by game through it all. Uh, the good news is we don't play on Christmas Day. <laughs> we don't play on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have a couple primetime games, which we'll get to. But, uh, Gribbs, I'll start with you. Your, your first thought looking through this entire schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one that I, I think it's the best I've felt about a schedule at this time in a few years. I, I think it just kind of works out pretty normally. I like uh, just personally, I, I think it's one of the more front loaded schedules in terms of home games that we've seen in a long time. And I think that that's just good for Cleveland. It's good for fans to, to get to experience uh, what we hope is some some lovely fall weather at First Energy Stadium in the in the first couple months of the season. Uh, but on the other side of that, that means you're backloaded with road games. And this is a nine road game schedule. Uh, so the second half of the season, that's going to that's going to determine the fate of this team. I mean, th there's some big, big games in the second half of the season. And a lot of them are on the road, including uh, the last two games of the season, which we, you don't see all that often. So it, it, if the Browns are going to be playing uh, games in January at, at First Energy Stadium, uh, they've got to make the playoffs because they don't have any on this schedule. Jim, your thoughts as you take a look at this 2022-23 uh, schedule? I think that um, if you were ever built to get off to a quick start and, and have very winnable games early and really get momentum going in September, there have been so many times where you come out of September and you're one and three and you're kind of lost. And I know that wasn't the case last year, but I think this schedule kind of is built that you could get off to a really quick start, which is always good, and then I think October becomes a real alluding to what Andrew says. I mean, when it's front loaded, all of a sudden you have to pay your taxes after that. And I think in October, you kind of get into a bit of a meat grinder and, and you've got tough game after tough game, whether it's home or away. And then I think, uh, Jason, we, um, you know, we, we have that typical end of the season bus ride over to Pittsburgh <laughs> and you always wonder what the mood is going to be going over. And more importantly, What's the mood going to be like on those buses when you're coming back after that? That's the way we finish. Been quite some stories <laughs> on those bus rides home at the end of a season coming back from Heinz Field. All right, let's get right down to it. Week one on the road. So the, the last couple seasons, uh, you know, last year you opened on the road. You will open on the road again this year. Uh, and you will take a visit to Charlotte, North Carolina, and you will take on the Carolina Panthers in week one. It's, it, Jim, it's a very, very winnable football game. It really is. And, uh, boy, what a game it would have been if on draft weekend the trade had been engineered and Baker Mayfield would have ended up with the Carolina Panthers, okay? And, and you would have had a magnitude of, uh, of electricity going into that game because there would have been a lot that would have been a big discussion game if the deal had been done. Um, it's a very winnable game. You're right. And my God, we are overdue to win an opening game of the season. I mean, um, you know, we still are in the planning of putting up a statue outside First Energy Stadium to Jeff Garcia because he's the only quarterback <laughs> that engineered a Browns win on opening day back in, I think, 2004 against Baltimore. And yeah. that's been it. So um, we have been 0-1 too many times, which I always think is a big hole 
not an insurmountable hole, but a big hole to get out of when you lose that opening game. It really is. It's, it's a mental hole that you get in, a bunker that you have to get out of very quickly. So this is on the table to, to really get into the win column. Gribs, it, it, it is tough because it feels like you're playing from behind when you're 0-1. You're right off the get-go. You're trying to get back to 500 and then eventually get over that 500 clip. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's something that we've just kind of looked to week two, and it's almost like this team has been incredible in week two to, to start the season. I don't have the unofficial stats with that, but, I mean, it, it, it's just you've had to bounce back. It's almost like you get in a back-against-the-wall situation in week two after you lose week one because then all of a sudden you're like, can't be 0-2. You don't want to be 0-2 to, to start the season. So getting that, getting that out of the way early would, would be very good, especially when you, you – you want to build up that excitement. Obviously, a home opener is going to be exciting anyways, but if you could come home with a win, then then the that'll be an electric environment to start the year. All right, Gribbs, I'll go to you then for game number two. Week two of the season, the home opener, it will come against the New York football Jets. And uh, I know we've talked about it on Cleveland Browns Daily. And, Jim, I know you were on Cleveland Browns Daily earlier in the week. This is a Jets team I think you'd rather face early yeah. than later in the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that it's a, they're going to get better as the season goes on. It's a, it's a young team, uh, and I think Zach Wilson has some potential, but I think he's going to take some time to, to work out the chemistry with Garrett Wilson, getting their running back involved, Brees Hall, the, the second-round pick. And defensively, they're going to have some good players, but they're still going to be rookies when, when you face them. So it's, as far as home opener ideal matchups, this was, uh, I think, going into the schedule, I think they, this was my top choice. Uh, and the Browns get their get my top choice. I don't know about you guys, but I I like this to to get the season in a good spot. But you got to take care of business. We we took that home opener in 2019 for granted, and and remember what happened then. So you got to you got to even if you win week one, you got to take care of business that week two. Jim, thoughts on the Jets for the home opener? Well, I think they're pretty excited there uh, in New York, and I think post draft they were very excited. I mean, they they really they had a lot of picks, and they had a lot of early picks, and I think they feel. Like they took care of a lot of needs. I think right at the end of the year last year, I think Gribbs is right. I think at the end of the year last year, they feel that the light kind of went on for Zach Wilson. Uh, he had a couple of really good performances near the end of the season. He's gotten bigger physically this offseason, which they're pretty happy about because he was a bit slight going into his rookie year last year, and he paid the price for that. Um, it will be interesting. The big adjustment, how much does a team take a jump in a – coach's second year Robert Sala had a tough opening year last year as most do in New York with either the Jets or Giants so um yeah that would be that I think the you know early in the season is probably the better time to get them no doubt about it but it, it's not a game I think you should walk into and just go hey listen we can just roll the orange helmet out there and we're going to win that game I would agree all right here's two weeks down and here's your first <laughs> conference game in week three and it's a big one with the short turnaround Thursday night football, the first primetime game of the season, 8-15 on Amazon Prime this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers come to First Energy Stadium. First conference game, Jim, and it's a big one right off the get-go. A, a team that you, you lost to twice last year. And really, if you want to get going, this in the conference and in, in the division, this is one you got to get. Yeah, you know, I think if you go back to last year and, and you probably said to yourself, um, what is going to define us? 
it would be the games against Baltimore, I think, going in. I think we thought we had a really good shot against the Steelers, especially after knocking them off at the end of the year, with the year that the playoff season, and they, they won the last game and then beat them in the, at Heinz Field. So I think that we felt that we had turned the page, and oh, by the way, they were still there. And I think it was the defining moments of the Browns season last year because they lost that game at home and then lost at the end of the year when they were mathematically out of it. It will be fascinating to see what the Steelers are all about and specifically who's underneath center or who's in the shotgun at quarterback for them on that Thursday night game. I mean, is it going to be Mitchell Trubisky and does he have anybody in his rear view mirror or does the kid Kenny Pickett, you know, really get a push during training camp and do they feel that he's not only the future, but he might be the now, why not go with him right now? So that's going to be really fascinating because there's a changing of the guard, obviously in the biggest way, Minus Ben Roethlisberger with him being retired. They've done a lot of work at wide receiver. Um, and, and that's going to be fascinating to watch. But that quarterback situation will be great. And it's always electric no matter when you play them uh, here at First Energy Stadium. It'll- There's a couple, a couple notes on this game. It's, it's interesting. The Browns have not played a Thursday night on the road since 2016 which is just wild. I mean, that's, that's the, a blessing from the NFL schedule makers. I mean, you don't want to travel for Thursday night and the Browns are now six and zero in their last six Thursday night home games. So th- it's, it's a, it's a weird environment where the Browns have seemed to always thrive and the NFL just keeps giving them home games on Thursday. Oh, and really, I mean, for Thursday night football, week one will be on NBC and that's the Rams opening the season in, in defense of their Super Bowl championship. Amazon Prime gets the week two matchups. And right off the bat in week three, they keep it going with a big one with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So obviously the league sees a lot of value in, in putting the Steelers and the Browns on in week number three. We go on to week four. Gribs, I'll go to you on this one. Uh, a trip to Atlanta to uh, kick off the month of October. And it's a busy month of October. Uh, You've got five games here. And uh, it's a trip to Atlanta. Atlanta's got some weapons on offense. Mariota's their quarterback. But right now, around the league, a lot of people would say uh, one of the bottom five or six teams maybe in the league. Yeah, I think they're clearly looking at 2023 and beyond uh, in Atlanta, which makes that game very important, especially with the games you got after. I mean, the last thing you want to do is lose that game and then go into a stretch with the Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, and Bengals. I mean, that's 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 a that's something you need to take care of business. And it's 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 just interesting the Browns get paired up with the NFC South this year because you're just going through a series of teams that were competing against you for Deshaun Watson. So it, it's the teams that ultimately didn't get the quarterback and now are are struggling for answers at that position. After Atlanta, the Browns come home for two games, and they're two huge games and two teams that beat us last year. And really you could say those two games probably are part of the reason why you got left out of the playoffs. It, it starts on October 9th, which is funny because we played them a year ago on that. I think it's, I think we're off by a day in terms of when we played them. Uh, We went to LA last year, LA comes here on October 9th, Jim, and it is going to be a huge football game at First Energy Stadium. Boy, it really is. Um, can you, if you go back, I mean, we had a 14-point lead in the third quarter in L.A., and not that I felt that ever that we had the game under control, but I didn't think that they had the ability to stop us. I mean, it was a real 
you know, back and forth shootout game. And I would imagine the Chargers are glad that they're coming to Cleveland in October rather than December. Um, but it, it sets up as a, you know, just a great game of two potent offenses that could go back and forth. The question will be, how are those defenses going to be? And of course, you know, by the, on that day in LA against the Chargers, the Browns defense was not put together at that time. I mean, they were struggling with the new system. And you remember those just huge, you know, breaks in the defense that ended up as these long touchdown plays um, that was solved near the end of the year. And hopefully it's going to be that way and maybe even better this year, but what a great matchup to, uh, to see Justin Herbert and the uh, chargers come in here because the ability to stop them, I think will define if you're going to be able to win that game. Yeah. And, and Gribbs, I mean, this, this is, you want to be a playoff team. You, you got to beat teams like this. This is tiebreaker points here in that loaded AFC. Yeah. And it's, it's at home. You want to take advantage of that. They're a team traveling across the country that, you know, that, that, that's, that these are games you have to win. And I think that the Browns last year won every game that they had to win, but they didn't win any games they needed to win to advance, get, getting past 500 last year. These are the, the, these are those swing games that really ultimately determine the playoff. Field. You know, is, if you remember, if you remember, um, you win that game, you hang on in LA and you're four and one, I believe at that point in time, yeah. and you're really rolling. But when you lose that game, a little bit of doubt comes in your head that you're a, able to hold on to those leads because it had happened in Kansas city in the opening game too. And then you come home and you really get waxed in the game against Arizona. And that was the first time that you were kind of keeping your finger close to that panic button. Yeah. It will be something that bears watching because the following week, it's a team that we have not had a lot of success against. The good news is it's here at first energy stadium. So hopefully the weather weather is better because every time we go to Foxborough, the weather just seems to be garbage when we're there. Uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick come to town on October the 16th. Now, just a reminder and a heads up for everybody, too, on this schedule. The first eight games, there, there's, a, there's two games that are in prime time, and we'll get to the second one coming up. But everything else is a 1 o'clock kick, and everything else the rest of the year is at 1 o'clock. There's a couple games still TBD in terms of days and times, and we'll get to those. But everything's at one o'clock here in 2022. Gribbs, the the, the Patriots. Uh, this is a this is a, a football team that overachieved last year. Can they keep it going? Is the bigger question. Yeah, I mean it's it's they're a tough team to read because they really didn't do much this offseason. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of this the same team and they and they tapered off as as last season went. They they they're the ultimate peak too soon team. And, and unfortunately for the Browns, they definitely peaked when they played, they played the Browns last year. So it was uh, that you wonder what the second year will be like for Mac Jones. It can go either way with some of these rookie quarterbacks after good years. So just a, a tough team to read, but one that, you know, is always going to be a, a not easy because it's, it's coached by Bill Belichick. They've got the culture there. I mean, it's just, it, it's just not a team that that's gotten a lot of buzz this off season, to be honest, after kind of a unusual off season for them last year, where they added all those free agents. You know, they've had a very weird offseason, like Gribbs mentions. Their coaching staff situation's been very, very bizarre with some of the moves they've made. I mean, they've brought back uh, Joe Judge. They've brought back uh, Matt Patricia. They've put that th those guys in very, very different positions, you know, and that's been a, a high controversy back there in New England. They are so difficult to prepare for because you don't know what they're going to do. They can be completely different when they play you as to the way they played the game before you. 
You don't know if they're going to come out and they're just going to run the ball all afternoon long and be very effective at that, or if they're just going to come out and let Mac Jones throw it all afternoon long. They are so specific, you know, game plan specific, that week to week, I think that they're, you know, if you could say, well, that's their tendency, you really don't know what their tendencies are because they can be so different week to week. Well, and I think we've talked about it. As Kevin Stefanski, you know, goes into his second meeting against Bill Belichick, the one thing you can't be is intimidated against him. You've got to stick to your guns and you've got to run your game plan and run it to a T no matter what. Because it's easy to try to figure out, try to worry about what he's doing. Got to just do your thing. And that they'll be in a position to win. All right. Browns then on the road in Baltimore on October 23rd. This is week number seven, a one o'clock game, the second conference game of the year. It's a big one as well. This is a Ravens team that is going to be, I, I would think, a lot healthier. Uh, the Lamar Jackson contract situation continues to just stick out there. You're not quite sure what's going to happen there and if it could unravel things there, but they had a good draft. They had a good off season and they're a good football team, Jim. You know, it still, it feels like uh, they're still picking in that draft. I mean, it's, it feels as though they have, they still have 10 picks left in the seventh round and the fourth round, they had all of those picks. Uh, they had an amazing draft. There's no doubt about it. The first thing, of course, is um, you would have to think they're going to be healthy at running back. Uh, just on the, uh, hey, listen, they had the worst luck in the world last year. It's got to be better this year. Remember, they were wiped out on like one day or two days in training camp in the running department, uh, and that was a problem. They still, I think, fall in the same club with us, probably the Chargers, probably the Colts, that say, I can't believe we didn't make the playoffs last year. Now. They have a little bit more of a crutch to lean on in the fact that they lost Lamar Jackson and they lost so many other people. Uh, we have different reasons like the other two teams, but they're still loaded. It is still one of the toughest places to go in and win when you're the visiting team. It really is. It is. It has a college atmosphere uh, as far as crowd noise uh, before, during, and after the game. It's an amazing place to play. You really have to play Nice and tight and neat going in there if you're going to win. Gribbs, uh, obviously the Ravens on October 23rd. The following week, the final week before the bye. Bye week comes at the perfect time, right in the middle of the season. But before the bye week, a Monday night game on Halloween. If you thought last year Halloween against Pittsburgh was crazy (laughs) – Wait till you play Monday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals at 815 at home at First Energy Stadium on Halloween. Gribbs, it's going to be an electric night at First Energy. Yeah, this has got to be one of the more juiced up Bengals-Browns matchups we've seen in a while. I think that you get them early enough in the season where they're still going to be the defending AFC champions, even if they don't get off to the same kind of start they did last year. I, I I think Monday night at First Energy Stadium is a unique atmosphere. We don't we haven't gotten it too much. The Browns have seemed to get go on the road a bunch for Monday night lately. So good to get them back at home. And and the Halloween just kind of adds a, a different element to it. Obviously, Halloween weekend's always big in the NFL, but the fact that it's Halloween night, I, I think that'll bring the best out of the Muni lot, bring the best out of the dog pound that night. A big game, Jim. But this is a Bengals team that the Browns have been able to beat over the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know if we can truly say we have Joe Burrow's number. Now, uh, I don't know if anybody has Joe Burrow's number, <laughs> but uh, he hasn't beaten us. 
uh, although he's played very well in most of those games. Um, they did a great job against him down in Cincinnati last year, and Denzel Ward turned the game around very early in the game with that 99-yard pick. Um, they did not protect him well um, all year long, but specifically against us, and even going back to his rookie year, I mean, he took poundings in those games. They have, you know, it looks like on paper, and I think we'll see it on the field. They've kind of rectified that. They really went out, spent money to, you know, fortify that offensive line. Uh, but boy, that that's got a, that game's got a lot to it. It really does. If both teams are what we think they're going to be, and especially at that time of the year when you start to think about making a turn, you know, it's right around the beginning of November when you really have to start to click in and make a playoff run. That game has got a lot to it. And the fact that it's at home. Boy, that's going to be a special, special night there. All right. We've hit the bye week, week number nine, right in the middle of the season. That leaves you with nine games left. Six of them, as Gribbs mentioned earlier, looking at this schedule, six on the road. And we kick things off with four of five on the road right after the bye week. Gribbs, I'll start with you. It's a trip to Miami after the bye week. November 13th, it's an interesting football team. It's a team that's improved. Not sure they're improved at the quarterback position. We're going to find out on November 13th. Yeah, I think we'll have a pretty good sense of where the Dolphins are at at that point. Uh, it, it's it's You like getting them a little later in the year. I remember we went there pretty early in the year, and it's a pretty miserable place to be in September. I mean, it's hot. Uh, <laughs> if you're not used to that, it, it can be tough on your team. Uh, so I think that at least getting in, in November, it'll be a nice treat before Thanksgiving. Uh, but it's 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 again, it's the beginning of an important stretch. You'll be rested. No excuses in that regard, but it's four road games in five weeks. You got to start it off on the right foot. And Miami is one of those teams that could be really good this year, or they could be kind of just stuck in the mud with with kind of a make or break year for two of them. Yeah. After Miami, it's a trip to Buffalo and a trip uh, to take on Bill's Mafia. November 20th, 1 o'clock in Buffalo. Uh, Jim, again, it's another, it's another big game against a team that a lot of people think uh, is one of the top three teams in the NFL after the offseason they've had. Oh, I think so. Um, and a lot of pressure on them coming into this season, no doubt about it, because they have been close uh, to, to getting to where they ultimately want to get to. Um, and I think that they're, you know, they don't want to be termed as one of these teams that just could never get over the hurdle. So, um, and they are right at the, they're right at that hurdle. You know, this falls into, this is interesting. This kind of has a look, of the possibility of being a flex game that that this game, if it really lives up to both teams being again, like I said about the Cincinnati game, both teams being what you think they're going to be. And if it, you know, at that time of the year, you have a pretty good, a pretty good knowledge of where they're going and could they be playoff teams that you would take a look at that game and say, man, that's, that's, that's got, that's got a lot to it. Maybe, you know, maybe this, the stars align and NBC would say, Hey, we want that game on Sunday night, but I think it's that good of a game, at least on paper. Uh, Josh Allen is magnificent. We caught him very, very early. Uh, and even though the Browns ended up beating them with a miraculous come from behind victory that day, and then a missed field goal at the end of the game, Josh Allen was tremendous that day and he's only gotten better and better. So um, it's uh, now we're really heading into the teeth of all these great quarterbacks, both young and old. Which takes us on to November 27th, Thanksgiving weekend. We're home. We're not on the road. It'll be an action-packed weekend. You've got the World Cup, uh, I, I believe, on Friday, Ohio State, Michigan on Saturday. And then Tampa Tom comes into town on Sunday. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
uh, come to First Energy. Basically, the only home game for the Browns in November uh, on November 27th, Gribs. And this will be a big one. This will be a hot ticket at First Energy Stadium. Yeah, how about that? Between the 31st of October and December 17th, you will have played two games at home. So it's it's it, it'll get a little lonely uh, by the lake there, but it's better than kind of the trifecta of games we've had in a row at that time of year where the weather's awful to begin with. But I, I think to me, the, the thing that stood out to me most with this game is this is what happens when you don't make the playoffs. This is a one o'clock game. I mean, I, I think last year this game was on the schedule. This would be at worst a four o'clock if, and yeah. if not a primetime kind of game. I mean, but this shows that the NFL makes you earn it. Uh, so if the Browns get back in the playoffs, then these kind of games will be put at night. But you know, I personally don't mind it. I like being off the radar a little bit and, and, and knocking off a, a lot of one o'clock games on the schedule. Here. You know, and that goes back, Jim, you know, to what you were talking about in terms of Sunday night football, not Sunday. The NFL can start flexing as early as week five yeah. this year. So right. that is something that bears watching, especially with this Browns football team. But yeah. Let me just uh, throw this line out to you. I, I kind of wish that Tom would be in the broadcast booth for Fox that day <laughs> <laughs> rather than on the field. Um, he's always good for the gate, too. If you remember, the last time he came into Cleveland, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right on this. The last time he came into Cleveland, of course, he was the Patriots quarterback, and he was coming off suspension. Yep. Um, and if you can remember, I will never forget the scene when he came running out of the tunnel for his pregame warm-up and the place, it was like we were in Foxborough. I mean, there were more Boston accents in there on that afternoon than there were, you know, Browns fans that day. So, I mean, it was amazing the pull that he had at that time. And of course, he played up to that. He had an amazing day that day. Now he comes in with the new team. To me, it's still a bit rattling to see him in a different uniform, even though, I mean, he's been in it now for a couple of years and been to the highest point of winning a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. But boy, again, another great game because, you know, in the past, you'd look at the Buccaneers and go, Oh, it's the Buccaneers. But I mean, th this is, this is different now. Yeah. That, those are three very tough games in the month of November at Miami at Buffalo home to Tampa on to December. We go Gribs, December 4th, a trip to Houston, uh, could be a homecoming game for our, for our quarterback. There could be a lot of storylines uh, going into this one uh, on December 4th in Houston at 1 o'clock. Uh, this is a place that, again, we have not had a lot of success winning in <laughs> over the last couple of years. I think that, honestly, and that's that's my big storyline is like, because I think you're underselling it. I mean, it's it's been a place where in the last few meetings, the Browns haven't showed up. I mean, it's, it's just been a, a tough trip. Even when the team, even when the team was cooking in 2018, they took us. They had a speed bump in, in Houston that, in that year. I mean, it's, it's just been a weird environment for the Browns. But uh, the the guy that caused the most problems is now on your team. So I think that's the that's the that's the, the positive thing about that. But a game uh, for in this stretch, you got to win. I mean, the Texans are going to be improved, but you you got to you got to win this one. I mean, it's it's with that stretch on the schedule. Jim. Um, it was when we went in there and to play them, um, it was just so exasperated trying to defend him, Deshaun Watson, because you just had no answer for him. Uh, and it was no slam on any on the defense or anything. I mean, not many people had an answer for him. But I mean, you played him to pass and he would run and kill you. You played him to run and he would sit in that pocket or roll out and, and just take you apart. 
you know, with his accuracy and his great arm, um, there was just no answer to it. I mean, he was, he just had you just baffled the way he played. So yeah, he was the reason. I will point out this gentleman, in the days of Terry Rubisky as the interim head coach of the Cleveland Browns, he recorded his one and only career victory as a head coach uh, with the Browns on a final Sunday where Kelly Holcomb did him a did him a favor and came off the injured list with bad knees and went out and got him a win. I remember Terry Rubisky walking off the field in Houston with that win, with that game ball tucked under his arm. He applied to become the regular head coach of the Browns, and they said, hold on to that game ball. That's your parting gift. <laughs> the Browns then... Uh, after Houston, it's back-to-back road games. This is the second road game of the two, and it's a trip back down to Cincinnati uh, and Paul Brown Stadium on December 11th. Again, this is a 1 o'clock game, but I feel like once you get into December here, uh, any of these games are subject to maybe move around a little bit. So Cincinnati on December 11th at 1 o'clock, and then we get to week 15, could be December 17th, could be December 18th. We're up again for that fabulous NFL Network uh, triple header uh, on Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens at First Energy Stadium. So something to watch there, time to be determined, day to be determined. But uh, again, this whole gauntlet after the bye week at Miami, at Buffalo, home for Tampa, at Houston, at Cincinnati, Baltimore. A pretty daunting schedule, Jim, here coming out of the bye week. Yeah, it really is. There's no doubt about it. Um, And that Ravens game, um, those games are just so important um, inside that division because you really – I mean, that's the goal. You know, and I I think the Browns are there, and I think everybody is there in the division because that's the path you want. You don't want to be fooling around. This is the time of the year um, when you're at this point where all of a sudden every Sunday you're watching all of those national telecasts, those pregame shows, and you don't want to be in that column that says in the hunt, you know, which means you need you to be on the left to, side, out the right side. You need 10 things to happen to try and get into the playoffs. You want to be in that column that says currently holding on to a division spot as the division leader. And that's where you want to be at that point in time. And these games will decide that. I mean, you know, you want to build the foundation early. And we touched upon it when we started our discussion about you can really, with this schedule, get off to a good run in September, but you have to pay your taxes by this time. And you want to be making that run at this time of the year because the schedule dictates. These are the games that will decide who's going to win the division, who might be a wild card team, who's not invited to the playoffs. All right, we move on. We have three games left to go in our schedule. Uh, we don't play on Christmas Day. But we do play on Christmas Eve, and it'll be a one o'clock game on Christmas Eve. It will be home. It will be against Chris Olave and the New Orleans Saints, and it will be the final home game of the season. Knock on wood, it'll be just the final home game of the regular season, and we'll be playing some playoff football at First Energy in January. But for now, that's the final home game, uh, and it's before January 1, uh, Gribbs. I love getting NFC South teams at home late in the season, though. I, I think that that's always a, a decent thing. I mean, I know I don't even know if the stats back this up anymore, but the Saints notoriously tougher at home than than on the road. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a big one, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, it can be as magical as the last time the Browns played at home on Christmas Eve. That's I'll just leave it at that with the the Jamie Meter magic on 2016. I uh, just want to recreate that that kind of feeling uh, at the stadium. Maybe can you can you clinch a playoff berth that early? 
uh, in, in the schedule. That would be, that would make it a magical Christmas Eve. Yeah. Gosh, Jamie Meter, what a great moment that was. Huh? <laughs> I'd like a little less drama. If we could have a little comfortable lead and just kind of just coast into Christmas, that would be fantastic. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing, too, is um, the Saints are one of these teams that, I mean, a dramatic change. No Sean Payton. You know, they bring Jameis Winston back. Um, you know, the whole situation with the Saints, that's a that's a dramatic change over where they have been uh, in their heyday now, coming, you know, winning a Super Bowl with that group, with Drew Brees, too. Um, it will be fascinating to see where they are at that point. But Gribbs is right. You get them on the road late in the year, they're a much different team. You get them outdoors, they're a much different team. Now you put them in cold weather. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be a bit brisk down there on that on that particular day. <laughs> Festive, I'm but hoping. I think brisk. I, yeah, I'm hoping. Let's let's hope for that. We move on to week 17, and we ring in the new year. Literally on New Year's Day, uh, 2023, a trip to Washington, Jim, and uh, the Washington Commanders with a lot more news probably off the field than on it so far this off season, but a good defense and they're well coached. It'll be interesting to see. And Carson Wentz now a quarterback for that. Yeah. You wonder, will he still be a quarterback at that point in time? <laughs> Usually at this time of the year, uh, certainly last year, I mean, he kind of had petered out at this time. Um, and the worst radio booth in the NFL. Uh, is it not? <laughs> is it not the worst radio booth in the NFL? You are correct. Unbelievably uh, bad. Um, anyway, uh, I don't, you know, you know, I just don't know. I, yeah, it's, uh, you don't know what they're right. You are right though. Uh, a tremendous defense, great pass rush, uh, just really an exciting defense. I don't know what they have on the other side of the ball. I mean, and, and you, I don't know how what's going on off the field might infect what goes on on the field with that organization. They have been through a lot. Yeah, no question about it. And then week 18, you're at Pittsburgh, you're at Heinz Field. It'll either be January 7th or it'll be January 8th. Time to be determined to close things out. And uh, let's hope that we can send them all home after Renegade plays and make it a negative impact. But it will be – you can only hope that it is a very meaningful game or it's a, hey, we're already in the playoffs, we can rest a few guys. Yeah. Hey, Grubbs, um, we have to prove that we can beat them in Heinz Field with people in Heinz Field. Yes. We have taken baby steps. I mean, we have uh, kind of gotten competitive with them in Heinz Field. Then we won the playoff game. But remember, it was Gribbs and 50 other people in yes. Heinz Field that night when we won the playoff game. But when we actually put those towels in the hands of Steeler fans and fill that place and take away the drama, the movie drama of Big Ben's last game, that will be out of the picture because we've lived through that. We have to prove we can beat them with people in the stands. Yeah. That's the next step. Truly one of the strangest atmospheres <laughs> I've, I've been a part of because that was the only road game I went to in 2020. And that was a truly empty stadium. Like the, you know, the Browns had 12,000 at each of their games. That yeah. was empty. I mean, that, that was emptier than like a, a practice, a training camp. I mean, and, and I was right next to the Steelers radio booth the entire time, felt the emotion they were feeling. And I would say, I've told people about this. I, I I wonder what that place would have been like with the Steelers mounting that comeback that they did in that game and, right. and how much that could have affected things because it seemed like we were all, even with a 28-point lead, it, it felt a little nervous uh, in the second half when when the Steelers just kept marching down the field. But then the Browns put it away, and it was it was it's just a, an incredibly magic magical and incredibly weird kind of playoff victory. 
18 games, 14 of them at one o'clock, two primetime games, but both primetime games are at home. One in September against the Steelers on Thursday night, one in October against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night, two games, TBD. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, before I let you guys go, preseason-wise, we're waiting on days and we're waiting on time still, but one road game, two home at Jacksonville, uh, and then home for Philly after a week of joint practices and home for Chicago. And then we get ready for the regular season. So uh, it'll be something that bears watching. That one, uh, you know, another trip to Jacksonville, Florida, not exactly. I'd put that a half step above the Washington radio booth. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's about our trip to Jackson. It just won't be the same, though, without Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be the same without Tebow there. That might decline, right. de decrease the fans by about 15,000. <laughs> exactly. So the schedule is set. And for more reaction and breakdown, make sure you keep it locked. Uh, to clevelandbrowns.com and all the Cleveland Browns uh, media platforms. Jim Donovan, appreciate your time. Wish you all the best, and uh, we look forward to talking with you soon here as we continue through this Browns offseason. Phase two about done, getting ready for OTAs, and before we know it, mandatory minicamp will be here. Gribs, appreciate your time as well. Make sure you like and subscribe today to the best podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out and all of our previous episodes, youtube.com slash Browns. Thanks to Anthony Bacco for all of his hard work behind the scenes. For Jim Donovan, for Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available presented by Cross Country Mortgage.